This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is being thankful for your past. Oh, and I have a huge announcement to make. Yeah, let's do this. Hey friends, so today is going to be a different kind of episode because I have a big announcement to make and I have some atoning to do. So let me get into it. It's Thanksgiving and today we're looking at the past and finding a way to be thankful for it. So let me tell you about my past. Now, by now, most of you know my story, but for the noobs who might just be joining, here's a recap. Story time. I was a hardcore relationship girl, right? Going from a four-year relationship in high school with a jealous alcoholic to two years with a guy in India. I know, what the fuck was I thinking? (laughs) Who cheated on me, but then married the girl? So cool, I guess. Whatever. To a one-year relationship. Now, that last one was abusive. We actually call him abusive guy on the show. He was abusive in all the ways you can be. And it broke me. It broke my spirit in ways I could never imagine. I saw the world differently. I saw relationships differently. I saw men differently. And I saw myself differently. I became hardened, to be honest, and wanted to protect myself from that kind of pain. I never, ever wanted anyone to have that kind of power over me again. So I said... Cool, can't beat them, join them. And then I went the other way and became a commitment phobe. At this point, I started dating totally unavailable guys, literally. Some of them lived in different states and countries, so they were legit not available. I dated guys who showed me all kinds of red flags. You know, guys I knew deep down were not a fit. Guys with abandonment issues. Ones who had their own serious traumas. Divorcees who hadn't healed. Guys with rage issues, older guys, younger guys, thick guys, fit guys, smart guys, objectively dumb guys, you name it. But hey, it gave me a sense, you know, of false independence. I was in something, but I could keep them far enough away that they could never actually hurt me. And then this way, I was free to do my own thing. Like if it worked, it worked, but I had nothing invested in it. What I didn't realize is that that was also kind of wearing me down too. And I wasn't truly free and I wasn't truly happy. Simultaneously, while all that was happening, I started my personal journey of healing. So going through intense therapy. 
which helped me identify my demons, but I clearly wasn't making better choices yet. Then one night, I slept with an on-off dude. You know, one of those WYD guys we all have on deck and wanted to leave. But it was 11 p.m. I was like, fuck. I knew what was happening. After five and a half years of messing around and doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, I felt unfulfilled. I was like, God damn it. Now I knew I had to start making better choices. Eventually, I ended up in a relationship with a guy who I ended up living with. That was my first live-in relationship, and I thought that was it. That was when I started this podcast, guys, back in 2016. So I thought I had it all figured out. You know, I could finally talk about this stuff with some kind of agency, right? Then after releasing three episodes, I found out he was cheating on me with grandmas. Yeah, let that sink in. It's a whole bit my stand-up now, so it's okay. But all my friends panicked. They were like, please, please, please don't go back to the old Tash. They meant the angry, closed-off, commitment-phobe Tash. But thankfully, by this point, I was in a better place. I had learned that if a relationship ends, I was going to be okay. I was able to let that old skin go. You know, the persona I had created and kind of become attached to. You know, the unstable single girl with all the crazy dating stories. Admittedly, that was much funnier. And I was doing a lot of things for the plot before that became like a trendy phrase. But no more. That was no longer serving me. I was in a few more relationships after that, but mostly with good guys who just like, it wasn't a fit. There were some just good old fucks in there too and uh, some messy stories, but that honestly didn't last enough to matter in the big scheme of things. Then in 2019, I decided I'd had enough. I was tired of dating, of guys, of distraction. I felt I had done the work, but a lot of these guys hadn't and I couldn't hold them up anymore and myself at the same time. So I took a year off dating. Now, along the way, I had reconnected with Australia. For those who don't know, I dated a guy in my 20s who was from Australia. We had an instant connection, but he had to move away. We stayed in touch and were best friends for 10 years. Best friends who said they were in love with each other. Totally normal, right? We were legit hung up on each other, but hadn't been single at the same time in a while. And... I remember people telling me that I would never meet someone if I was still hung up on Australia. But I said that wasn't a thing. I knew we lived in different countries we could never be. It wasn't holding me back. Finally, I had to admit the hard truth that it was. I was comparing everyone to Australia, to the feeling we had. So at the start of 2020, when I was finally ready to date again, we actually put it all on the line. We said, okay, cool. Let's give it a shot. We're ready. Well, long story short, that idea went up in flames really fast. I finally admitted that this person was not right for me. But really, what was that going to change? Now I have no one on the bench. Great. Less than a couple weeks later, I connected with a guy on Hinge a hot Spaniard named Luis. I had no expectations at this point, but he was smart and attractive. So I was like, let's see. 
I came out of our second date and told all my close friends with cautious optimism, I think that's the best date I've ever been on. And they were pretty taken aback because I actually don't talk like that. Anyway, I decided, take it day by day, time will tell. Then the pandemic hit and we ended up locking down together for our third date and cut to 2023, nearly four years later, we're still a thing. Now, along the way, we experienced a lockdown. I broke my foot. He tore his Achilles. We moved in together. We traveled. We met each other's families, blah, 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 blah. You know how that goes. Our relationship worked because of endless communication, intense respect, crazy chemistry. Fuck anyone who tells you that's not important. And our ability to laugh at life and each other, honestly. And most importantly, unconditional support. And why am I telling you all this? This long-winded fucking story I just told you. Because a lot of things have changed in my life, right? Especially the men. But from the start of this podcast to as far back as I can remember, I've only been consistent about one thing. I will never get married. I believe in monogamy, but I don't like the ritual of marriage. I don't enjoy weddings like people do. I have an imagined mind. And honestly, I don't want to. Luis has known this from day one and respected that. Now, our past informs our present, right? We make choices as a result of our experiences. So I'm sure at this point, it's easy to see why I came to this conclusion for myself. All those stories, coupled with the fact that I grew up in a dysfunctional home and I was like, marriage? Mm -mm, No, thank you. I'm good. A month ago, we were in Spain to celebrate Luis's birthday and visit his family. So he always takes me around to Spain to see different cities. And this time, one of our stops was Granada. So he said he booked a restaurant overlooking this gorgeous palace called the Alhambra, but said he wasn't sure how good it was, uh, so I should wear something comfortable. So I'm like, okay, cool. I put on pants and a top. I came out of the bathroom and I saw that motherfucker in a suit jacket. So I eyed him for like 30 seconds before I said... I'm going to put on a dress. He's like, sure, whatever. We just like have to go now. I was like, motherfucker, you're going to wait because I'm going to put on a dress. We were so jet lagged during dinner, but we had a great time as always. At the end of the dinner, he said, hey, let's take some pictures in front of the Alhambra. So I agreed. A server took the photos and then we said something in Spanish to him and turned it to video. He then went down on one knee. Yep. He asked me to marry him. Me, the girl who said she'd never get married. What was I going to do? What about my brand, the persona I built, the image I've attached myself to? What would happen to it? I hate to say this, but it honestly wasn't a tough decision. I had to be true to myself and what I really wanted which was and is Luis. I said, yes. (laughs) I said, yes. I said, yes, because I realized I love Luis more than my ego, more than a brand, more than an image I've attached myself to. And I don't know, maybe that is healing. Allowing yourself to grow and be happy and trusting in something. Admittedly, you might have heard this too. 
I haven't really had faith in anything in a long time. I read somewhere recently that faith is allowing yourself to take the next step. So, yep, your girl is engaged (laughs) and taking a leap of faith. That said, I'm still me. I immediately sent a picture with my wedding finger up like a middle finger, made like a fuck my life face and sent it to my best friends and the kind of dating team and said, FML, this is terrible for my brand. Thankfully, I have the best friends in the world. And they all told me, this is great for your brand. You're giving people hope and showing people you can change. I don't know if that's the case, but I hope that is the case. I'm sure most of you are happy for me. You know, you've heard me struggle alongside you for so long. And I'll always have empathy for that. But I also wondered if I sold out. You know, were you guys going to forgive me? Again, I'm pretty sure I know the answer. But still, you know, it's a thought process. And I'm sorry if I let anyone down or if it feels like I'm going against something I've said. But I hope you'll give me a chance to explain. Now, Luis and I, if you know this now, we keep our relationship private on social media. But you've known everything about me, my listeners, my good, bad, and ugly. So I wanted to tell you first. Now, I'm sure you have questions and there is some tea to spill about how we got here. I definitely had a part to play in it. Uh, So for this episode, I brought in two of my closest friends. One you know and love, Aisha, who has been with me since day one of the podcast, and my childhood best friend, Thea. I figured if anyone would be able to shed light and insight into this change and process from the past to the present, it'd be these two. You've heard me quote this guy a million times, but Eckhart Tolle says, every experience is for the evolution of your consciousness. How do you know this is the right experience? It is the experience you are having right now. As Thanksgiving rolls around, I'd love for all of us to look back and See how every moment, every person plays its part. I have no idea what the future holds or if this is the one, you know how I feel about that. But right now, this is where I'm meant to be. All right, let me answer some questions. Oh, and don't worry, the podcast will still continue. You cannot get rid of me that easily. Before I get into it, you know the business of all of this. If you like the podcast, you like the episode you heard, please screenshot the episode, tag us, and tell us what you thought of it. We're on social media. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. I'm also around at Natasha Chandale on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Also, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends. It really helps us to grow. And uh, leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so we are here. Um, I'm really excited. This is a little different uh, because um, we're not doing it in order of the episode like we normally do. I am very excited to have Aisha back. Hey, girl. It has been a minute. It has been. Um, I love that buttery sound of your voice. (laughs) It's extra raspy right now. (laughs) Right? Because it's 8.30 in the morning as we're recording this um, because it's the only time we had because we're all so busy. (laughs) <laughs> and I have my best friend since I was 16. Don't you dare tell people how long that is. Don't do the math on this on camera. 
But You're 25, we're okay. Exactly. So we've only been BFFs for like nine years. Um, she's my best friend since I was 16. Uh, one of my soul sisters, basically like a sister. I don't even really consider you a friend at this point. She's one of the people that I always talk about on the podcast of like my childhood friends uh, or my friends from Toronto. Um, and she's also, uh, you know, she's been a social worker, but she's a, a regional director of life enrichment. Hi, Dia Dadlani. Hi. I'm, I'm so sorry excited. I woke you guys up so early. <laughs> yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Listen, time difference. Life happens. Time difference. It's real. It's a real, <laughs> it's a real problem. But no, thank you for making time because I know you're you're really really busy. Um, so uh, you know, the thing happened. <laughs> the thing happened. <laughs> the thing. Uh, it's a still weird word for me to use. Uh, engagement. Interesting. <laughs> you know you're engaged. No, I know. Um, I'm just really curious. What was the first thing that you guys thought when I sent the text? And what text did I send you guys? I think you called me or or you sent me a picture and I was like, yeah. but I think my first reaction was like, I know you can take a husband. I knew it. I knew it. And then I was like, shit, another one of my friends. And then obviously I got sappy and I was like, I'm so glad she found someone or allowed someone to love her the way she deserves. So I had like a, a mix of reactions there. That's so funny. Yeah, I was like, oh, he got you. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you down? He <laughs> wore you down. Me down. He did wear me definitely, down. Definitely super excited. And yeah, I think you texted a picture. I can't remember exactly what you said, um, but it was like a picture of a ring and I was like, Shook. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not think I would see that. <laughs> I think I sent you guys a picture with my uh, ring finger up like a middle finger. That, that's what it was. And me making a face going, fuck my life. And I think <gasps> I sent uh, Aisha and the team. I sent you guys a thing where I said, oh my God, this is terrible for the brand. Right. And uh, mm. and they were very kind. And and uh, you guys wrote me back going, no, this is great for the brand. It mm-hmm. shows people that you can change. Exactly. <laughs> like it shows growth. This is great. <laughs> but, you know, the part of the reason I wanted to talk to you guys is like not to make this about me at all, but it's this idea that like here are, you know, here's somebody who has, I, I feel, changed over these years. And there are two people who can actually discuss that so that listeners can go like, hey, is this a real thing or um, is this just a made up, mm-hmm. you know, story for a podcast? So like Aisha, you know, you've obviously known me since the start of the podcast and even before and then the, uh, you know, since we were 16. So, you know, part of that reason I wanted to ask you guys that question of like, well, what was what was the first thing you thought was because like, You've known a lot of the past that I've talked about in the podcast, but like firsthand and really lived it. Um, well, you know, what can you guys kind of say about the kind of people I used to date to now and like how this relationship feels different? And again, I'm only using myself as the example here, but I think it's for listeners to go, oh, this is what like the past used like was for people and Mm -hmm. this is where it can be I hope in a good (laughs) sense 
<laughs> but what do you think? Let's see. I think, Tash, like I, I've known you since you were 16. So this narrative that you've, you know, you've studied strong, stayed strong, stayed strong for, you know, I don't want, I don't need a husband. I'm good. It wasn't always like that, right? Like at 16, I remember us talking about which dances we're going to do at our weddings and who's going to be the MC. Yeah, I feel like I'm, this is like my sister's wedding and we're like, you were the MC there and we were having these conversations and then life happened, right? Like life happened to you where, and yeah, you've had some shitty, crazy relationships and, you know, life threw you a curveball and you started telling yourself this narrative to keep yourself strong, to keep yourself, um, I don't know what's the word, but to keep yourself going, right? In life, because you had to be this person that protected herself and was, you know, didn't need anyone and didn't, didn't want anyone. And then I think throughout the years, and I can say this because I've known you throughout the years, you're not the same person you were 10 years ago or five years ago, or even last year. You've evolved so much and you found love in a way and allowed someone to love you the way you deserve because you kind of broke down those barriers. And I think we got stuck in that narrative, right? To keep faith for ourselves, to keep strong for ourselves. And obviously shit scared to go, no, 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 I'm not that person. And and then you found Louise who, you know, for me, when I see you guys together, he... You glow, girl. Like, I don't, I know you've glowed before, but there's a different kind of comfort, different kind of confidence that you came with this love, right? So, yes, the narrative was true, but I don't know if it's still true, right? I don't think it is still true because you're not that same person you were 10 years ago or five years ago. So, that's why when when you told me, I was like, I knew it, but I was like, okay, does she know she knew it? Like, I need her. process this right <laughs> I definitely did not know it uh, and and uh, and I also like I I must black things out because I don't yeah. ever remember having a discussion about dances and weddings but again that makes sense because you remember things that I never remember so yeah, I have a uh, elephant memory I'm, there yeah you really do so I'm like I trust you if you say that um, I, of course, I remember emceeing your weddings. I've always hosted all my friends' weddings <laughs> as an MC. But yeah, Aisha, what, what about you? What do you think? Uh, first of all, bombshell just... Right? <laughs> just I, I literally, I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I said this? I don't ever yeah. remember thinking of a wedding. Wow. Um, so, so happy you're here to, to provide that context. Because yeah, by the time I got to know Natasha, she was definitely on the nope, I don't need this. I don't want this train, like very strongly. Um, And I just remember us having conversations about being like, yeah, you know what? Probably going to be alone and that's cool. And like, you know, just being (laughs) very much about that. Um, And then there's definitely been, um, you know, guys in and out of the picture, but this is the first time it's just seemed and like felt so like comfortable and just like safe from the very beginning. Because I think I I actually met him relatively like recent in the relationship just because of like, you know, COVID and like birthday celebrations, stuff like that. Um, and I just remember being like, yeah, this guy's so chill. <laughs> and like, you seem so chill and like, just like happy. And yeah, I just don't have any like questions about it. And you didn't, you never had any questions about it. Whereas before there was always like something, there was always at least one thing that would come up and be like a problem and a discussion. But like, that really hasn't been the case. And it's, yeah, it's been really great to see. 
and he's fine. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> that that he does for sure. Yeah, I think like and and that's why I thought it was so important to have you guys him to provide that context, right? Because like we do change a lot over time, and uh, often when you look back at life, you you know when you're in it, it all feels so dramatic and so uh, like the end of the world. Like like Aisha said, you and I have talked about going we're just going to die alone um, and it's totally okay. And yeah, you and I have had a million conversations the same way, right? Like, I'm okay. I'm never going to find somebody. And 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 I do think it's important to kind of get to that place so that you can feel comfortable with yourself because mm-hmm. we don't, I still believe like we're, we're not God. I don't know if everybody's going to find somebody. Like, I don't know if this is my forever. I don't know any of that, right? But so I think in that sense, like it's it's important to just stay grounded and be content and grateful for wherever you are. Um, but things can totally change. And that's the whole that's the whole point. And when you look back, I just am like shocked sometimes of like how I got here. Like I'm literally still in kind of a state of shock of like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Hey friends, it's your girl Natasha Chandale and I've got some really cool news to share. I'm finally offering one-on-one virtual dating coaching. That's right. You've been sliding in my DMs for years, but let's finally chat face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom. If you're in a dating rut, let's get you out. I'm the friend you never had and the honest dating coach you need. Whether you're in a relationship or looking for one, I'm here to talk through your problem provide personalized guidance, and find a solution. For all you loyal listeners, you know that I had a string of unhealthy relationships. After escaping an abusive one, I decided to take accountability for my love life, healed myself, and put myself on a path to dating success. I am now in a happy, healthy relationship and want to help empower you in your dating journey too. I want to get you to an empowered state where you're making dating decisions from a positive, secure place. So when the stars align and you meet that right person, you're ready to welcome them. My approach is honest, practical, because I've actually dated in the modern landscape, optimistic, and I tend to go deep. And as a woman of color and an immigrant, I understand the nuances of many cultures. And with my background as a comedian, we'll probably have some laughs along the way. If you're ready to take control of your dating life, let's chat. Go to our new website, www.kindadating.com slash services for 50% off your first introductory session. That's right, 50% off your first introductory dating coaching session. Go to www.kindadating.com slash services and book your dating coaching session with me today. Talk soon. But you, you've done a lot of work, Tash. I think you you're putting yourself lower than you think you've worked on yourself so much and your insecurities and and you know what life is like you've had some some wild experiences and I know the the listeners have heard all your crazy experiences but you stayed strong so a lot of that is on on you as a person to go shit is this me still like do I can I be better is this all I have is this all my potential and you worked your ass off on you and your confidence and your pieces and and the beauty of it is you don't need anyone 
but you found someone that's going to love you for all of you. You're good, bad, and crazy, right? You, we don't need people, there's but there's a lot of crazy. There's a lot of crazy, <laughs> lot of crazy. But, that, but I think that's the beauty part of finding someone that loves you for that and allowing that piece of you to heal whatever it was that didn't need that, right? We don't need people. We're good 100%. But then you have someone that can take you with life and you know, have an adventure together. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's what that's what every person, I guess, strives for. But we don't need it, right? Like we don't need it, but it's nice to have it. Mm-hmm. It's such are. a good point because, like, yeah, when I think the the part that's been hard for me is reconciling with what you said. The was the narrative I have told myself for so long, mm-hmm. you know. And I mean, by the time I was with. Share the which, but with him, I was I was yeah. with him from sixteen to twenty. When I was with him, that was my high school boyfriend. Um, I remember by the time I was at least eighteen, I realized like I didn't, I didn't want to get married. That's because I had had that conversation with him. I remember having like a kind of fight with him where he was like, "Well, why would you say?" Because I said something like, "Well, your kids one day," and he's like, "What do you mean, my kids? Like our kids?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't." <laughs> No, if I actually want that. Uh, right. That was like the first time I thought it, but I don't think like maybe I verbalized it or whatever. It was like definitely a thought in my head. Um, but it's like the hard part for me was, yeah, this narrative that I have said for so long and then telling you guys, hey, this happened. And everybody, even, you know, listeners, and I felt like, oh my God, I need to like atone. And <laughs> and then people, you know, asking the question of like, well, how did this come about? And I don't want to lie to people about what the story is because the story was that as somebody who Dia said is very independent, I didn't feel like I needed people. I didn't feel like I needed a guy. But at some point you want someone, which is a very different thing, right? Need and want right. are two different things. and. Three months ago, I went to Louise and said, hey, can we sit down and have a discussion? Because, okay, I had a total girl moment, but he used to be engaged to somebody in the past in like many years ago. And I just got really tired of, um, we, we lived together, we, you know, we split expenses and it sparked, it was sparked from expenses where I said like, I really don't like that, like I pay a half and then I have to ask you like, Mm. Hey, every month, like, Hey, this is how much the expenses are. Can you Venmo me? Um, because it felt weird. It felt like a roommate to me. Mm, mm -hmm. So I just basically was like, well, then what are we? Like at one point we were, you know, we've been discussing about buying a house and doing all these like adult things. And and then I was like, but what are we? I'm on his insurance, but what are we? And then it sparked that, that weird insecurity that I had where I was like, well, he was engaged to somebody else before. So (laughs) I literally sat him down. Why not me? Yes. That's Mm -hmm. exactly what I said. I sat him down and I was like, hey, So like you were engaged to somebody else before. Why not me? (laughs) And, uh, and he was like, what do you mean? He's like, you said you didn't want to get married. Like I've, I've always thought of this, but like, I, I didn't know you would ever even be open to it. And then I, I realized I was like, oh, fuck. 
oh, he's right. That was me. Mm-hmm. And, and then I had to say, well, of course I'm open to you. I would never say no to you. I, I almost say yes to him to a fault. So I was like, of course I would say yes to you. But like that fell on me. That was me wow. going like, I clearly wanted something more, even though I don't need it. So I definitely, even to this, like right now, I'm still struggling with this wedding thing. I called Dia up right after and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, And do you remember what you said to me? Well, I told you to breathe first. (laughs) uh, To be honest, I don't remember because I feel uh, like you need to process this on your own, right? Like I can tell you because I see you in a different light, right? We are our own people. We see each other like the worst part of ourselves, right? I see you as this open, magical, loving human being, but you see yourself as someone that's not ready for all of this. So I think I just told you to go, you know, remember your why. Why did you say, okay? Why did you say yes? Why did you have those tears when he's proposed, right? What was that why? It was because you trusted him. You love him. You you evolved into this place where you want to be with someone and you're kind of like, it's like this, uh, this wall that you had built up and it's like slowly tumbling down and you were like, okay, like that's what I said. I go, remember the why? Cause like shit, life will throw in like so many curveballs. Like it's not going to be perfect. There's no such thing as a perfect marriage. And, and you just have to be strong for who you are and what you believe in. And you have someone that believes in you, right? You have that. And, and I see you like tearing up now because like, I've wanted this for you for so long. And I know you did too. So babe, you deserve this. You deserve good things, right? It's not, it's, it's the story we need to stop telling ourselves. It's mm. to put that ego away, right? Put that ego away be vulnerable, which you have been, like having that conversation with someone you love is not easy saying, what about me, right? That takes away the whole narrative you told yourself, uh, I don't need anyone, right? Because you're being vulnerable and that's the beauty of your relationship that you have the confidence to be vulnerable with someone because he's not going to hurt you or you feel like he's not going to hurt you. He's going to listen through this. So in my eyes, I don't see this as an issue, but I knew you had to believe in this piece, right? You had to come to your own terms to go, okay, I deserve this. He is not going to hurt me. This is not going to happen. And if it does, I can still handle it because mm-hmm. you can, you've, you've, you've lived a life where you can handle it. And I don't know. This is why I, I don't have you on the podcast because uh, <laughs> you cry. I, I think I've it. done this for seven years. And I don't think <laughs> I've ever cried. More. Uh, <laughs> it's like, don't come on anymore. This is it. <laughs> My uh, only cameo about. Right. Yeah, no, I remember you saying to me, yeah, listeners, yeah, I'm fucking crying. Get over it, okay? Um, I'm a new person now. No. <laughs> um, I remember you saying to me when I when I called, and, and, you know, especially right in the beginning, I was freaking out a little bit uh, in my private moments, but not about him, just like, oh my God, oh my God, this is happening. Um, and, you know, you also said to like allow myself to change. Mm-hmm. And you were like, it's okay that your wants and needs have changed. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, you're right. Um, I mean... I'm very curious. This is like this is a deep question for fucking eight thirty in the morning. But uh, 
Do you think like when you look back and you look at, you know, my story or any of our friends' stories who've who've gotten to wherever they feel like their moment is, um, do you think that that path, when you look at it, is destined? Or do you think it's like a choice? Oh, yeah. Aisha, you can take that. <laughs> it's so funny because I was having kind of like destiny versus like free will thoughts last mm-hmm. night. <laughs> I still don't know that I've necessarily figured out what I truly believe, but I think it's a combination of both. So I think there's sort of like multiple pre-detest, multiple pre-paths like paths that are already made out for us. And then we sort of get on them through our different choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little mixture of both. Um, but at the end of the day, I do, I think with that being said, technically, that falls on, yes, more the destiny side of things. That's it. Oh, yeah, what, what do you think, I? Uh, I don't know. I think, I think life has lessons to teach you and you'll get them in different forms, but that choice is yours, right? I, I'm a free will believer that we, we have the choice to choose the path we want. Um, yeah, there might be roadblocks and lessons that are destined to come into your life or experiences that, you know, or people like you and I were meant to be friends, right? Like that, I believe is true and people are supposed to come into our life, but how long? That's up to us. That's the choice we make every day to go, I want to continue this friendship. I want to, because you and I, we chose to be friends for a long, you know, 20 years or whatever it is. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know what year you're talking about. We're being real. We're being real. (laughs) Yeah. No, really, yeah. Everything's on I think we chose, right? Like we have friends in our circles that have we been friends for so long and I don't know if we're same close to each other, right? That's a choice. That's a choice to wake up and go, yeah, I want to continue this and I want to be with this person and I want to invest in this relationship or invest in this friendship. So destinies are those lessons in my head and destiny and people come into our lives that are meant to be there or like soul sisters or soul people. But how much we invest in them, that's free will. And how much we choose, that's all. That's all on us. That's a really great, but both both perspectives are so great. I mean, I'm also caught because I feel like in this situation, when I look at it from the outside, I'm like, man, all the things that had to happen in my past mm, right. to get me right. here, including a pandemic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Right. so you, at some point you go, as a writer, I go, well, did I, like, did I, is this story, has this already been written? Or at least has the ending mm. already been written and the universe is conspiring to get us there? So as in like, is the ending written and we're reverse engineering how we get there? Is that the free will part? Or um, or what were we meant to meet some of those people? But like you, like Dia said, like the choice of, how long we stayed in those good and bad relationships, especially the bad ones. Because mm-hmm. if any of those paths went differently, if any choice was made differently, yeah. life mm-hmm. would be completely different, right? Yeah. And right. we met, like our third date was during lockdown. And if that didn't happen and lockdown, even even if we've talked about it, Luis and I, that if it was even a few months later, maybe the relationship would be different because 
um, a few months later, people were still starting to date other people, at least in in LA, because Mm -hmm. uh, we could go out and do stuff. So like people started connecting on apps like a few months in. But by the time we met, it was like right at the start. Yeah. So we actually had the conversation right away of like, hey, for safety, so we don't die. Is it okay if it's just us? And and luckily we agreed. So again, you just think of like, whoa, all the things that had to align in life to get me there. Because I don't know what you guys remember, but even six months to a year before I met him, I don't think I would have... I think he, I don't think he would have liked me is Mm -hmm. because I don't think I was ready. I was still in kind of a very up down, you know, place. And it was why I decided to like take a year off and kind of reset before I met him. Um, But like timing and all of that makes me question so much of like, which which one was it? Was it Mm -hmm. destined to be or was it? All a choice. Well, can you remember why you said yes to go out with him? Like, what was I thought the... he was hot. <laughs> Straight up. I'm not going to. That's, that's why. <laughs> kind of daters. Are you a catch but not getting any matches on your dating app profile? Then Profile Booster is perfect for you. It's a brand new service offered by Kind of Dating to optimize your dating app profile so you can reflect the best version of yourself online and get the matches you deserve. With sometimes five pictures and three prompts, it's hard to showcase your full self. You'll be working with me, Natasha Chandale, a dating expert and professional screenwriter, and Luis Miranda, a veteran brand strategist with a track record of success. Oh, And we're a real-life couple. After a string of our own failed relationships and shitty dates, Luis and I individually decided to get more intentional about our love lives. We crafted dating app profiles that stood out, were memorable, and were authentically us. We matched on a dating app just three weeks before the pandemic lockdown and recently celebrated our three-year anniversary this year. Since then, we've successfully helped friends do the same and now want to help you. We'll customize a plan just for you so you can showcase your authentic voice and image to attract the right match for you. Ready to boost your love life? Profile Booster is available now at an incredibly affordable price. Visit www.kindadating.com services and let's transform your dating profile and get you more matches today. I told you, I, I put I, in Hinge, I put all the things that, um, that I didn't want. Mm-hmm. And then I saw his profile and I was like, oh, he's hot. I was like, cool, let's go. <laughs> um, but like, again, yeah, I ghosted him twice. I didn't reply to, to two of his messages at, like in a span of time. And then when we met, I was being like weird because I was still, I was sick with COVID. Aisha, right. I, I always blame you. I'm like, Aisha gave me COVID. <laughs> um, the first one. And then... Uh, and so I was just being like uh, kind of shitty, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I told him when I finally reached out, I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I was sick. And, and then our first date, I was still sick. So I had to reschedule the night before our first date. Um, but if again, if he, had, if he had taken it personally, we would not be together. But he didn't take it personally. He wasn't even mad at me. He was just like, okay. Um, and then he's like, let's reschedule. And so we rescheduled. Uh, 
and that's part partially where, you know, we tell people like even if you're going out with somebody and like they can't show up for you that first time or like they're not texting you right away, like just don't take it personally, just move on mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. like you don't know what's happening in somebody else's life and they might not be in a place to tell you, right? That it could right. be a death, it could be a work, it could be that they're really sick, it could be that they're dating other people. Who knows? But you don't know that. So just like, let it go. Like, you don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. You don't, uh, you know, shouldn't think anything good. You shouldn't think anything bad because you never know. Um, If they do reach back out and they show up for you, great. And that's what I tried to do with him. I was like, oh, shoot, I was, I was kind of a dick. Um, So I, I apologize. I explained the situation. And then I tried to like be very communicative after that. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, this is obviously an episode of like uh, gratefulness because it's Thanksgiving and looking back at your past and how things like get you here. You know, what do you guys think like gratitude kind of does for your life? And should should we be grateful for all the like duds? Yeah. Because the duds, it, it pushes you closer to knowing what you do want. When you experience what you don't want, it's way yeah. easier to find what you do want. So yeah, we should be great. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's like the duds keep teach you something about yourself and teach you the value of the right people, right? Like the duds, we have all of them in our lives and it's the right people that we gravitate towards. It's, you know, we all love a little bad boy once in a while, right? But they also teach you that sometimes bad is not enough, right? You need more and uh, substance and you need stuff more. So I agree, duds teach you so much. You just have to be okay to learn from that and go, I don't need this. I don't want this. I don't deserve this. And this is what I want. Yeah, because I do think the key is to like learn whatever that lesson is. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I I feel like the importance of gratitude in that sense is that it gives you perspective, you know, and it allows you to like look at a negative experience from a positive lens. But hopefully if you have learned from it, because... Another thing that happened recently that I don't think I've told you guys, uh, I think Aisha, I told you, but I didn't tell you who I bumped into the other day. Um, uh, since since the engagement, I had at least five exes reach out to me or I bumped into mm-hmm. them. So do you remember mm-hmm. Che, Aish, who was on the podcast oh, years yeah. ago? He had like moved back to New York. And then I was sitting Uh-oh. at a bar in Culver City and I turned to my left and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Um very insane. Like, but, but people, uh, uh, the, I won't say the name, but we call him Bruce Lee on the podcast, uh, <laughs> on off guy. I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember the, the remember toxic Bruce one. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he recently emailed me Who emailed? and, and then I had an India X ask like, Hey, I don't know, how are you? And so it was just like, but it was like five different people, uh, from all different times, like some mm-hmm. serious, some not. Um, all like reached out to me within the span of two, three weeks. Um, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck is the universe doing? But I realized when I looked at it, it taught me two things. One, wow, I'm really over it. Mm-hmm. Like old me mm-hmm. would have engaged with them for the plot. Mm-hmm. I 100% would have just been like, even if I was just saying something shitty to them to like, you know, put them in their place, um, like sarcastically, I just like didn't 
want to do anything. And uh, and then that taught me that like, oh yeah, I've, I've processed them. Yeah. And I realized like these weren't the right people right. and you feel nothing, which is the best feeling is like, I just feel nothing. Um, and I feel no ill will. And, uh, and it's like, oh, I've, I've moved on. And that's like, it was such a cool feeling. And, and I could even be grateful for them. Like every time yeah. like somebody right. reached out, I like remembered, oh yeah, that's what happened in that relationship. Oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and it was just like, you're like, oh, right. It didn't work out for, for whatever reason, but like that got yeah. me here. Um, it's a weird thing. It's like, it's just been like a weird processing <laughs> like weeks of processing. You got a final goodbye tour. Yes. <laughs> I did the farewell tour. <laughs> yeah. but listen, there, there are still too many to like go through, but there, there, the five, the five, I was like, wow, that's pretty yeah. good. Right. Wow. Pretty good. <laughs> it's a pretty good feeling. Um, I mean, I, I know we all, we all have to jump pretty soon, so I, I won't keep everybody too long, but um, you know, again, this is a episode to be grateful for everything and for our past. And I just want to say, you know, I am so grateful for both of you as uh, friends, as sisters, you know, for like loving me through all the years and, and listening to all the stories and just like lifting me up when all these relationships were really shitty for me. Um, I mean, you know, Dia knows the the crazy one and and to like stand by my side as I've like broken many times along the way. Um I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys either. Like when we think of the destiny and all the things that had to fall into place, like you guys are part of that for me. So um thanks. Uh thank you guys for being you. Um Thank you to the audience for listening to all my, uh, the, the waves of crazy. It's not going to end. It's just going to be very different because I trust me, I got a lot of fucking stories already about <laughs> engagement life. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, <laughs> but thanks to all the exes uh, for your shit, um, for being your shitty selves? No, that, not not all of them are shitty. They weren't all shitty. Uh, I don't wish you ill. How about that? Uh, we're, we're all in a good spot. Um, but thank you guys too. So yeah, I don't know. That's all I got to say. Well, just so you know, you're loved. And I wouldn't do this life without you either. So we were destined to be, and uh, Louise better know that you have a a second person that you call more than him, right? So. Oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. And so in, in gratitude, it's, it's gratitude for the crazy life that we've had, gratitude for our memories, uh, gratitude for the good, bad, and ugly, and, and gratitude that we have people that can, we can depend on. And I have you in my life, and I'm, I'm blessed to call you my sister, and I love you, and I'm over the moon that you found someone that will love you the way you deserve. So I'm happy for you, girl. You, you deserve Thank the good you. with all the crazy God's given you this good. <laughs> right? Very grateful. 
Yeah. And I love you too. So, <laughs> so when's the fucking wedding? <laughs> Should I get uh, my dancing shoes on? When's hey. the wedding? We're, we're still figuring it out. I mean, uh, yeah, we're figuring it out. We're, we're aiming for next fall, maybe, if, if we can get a venue. Guys, there's a, I don't know, I've never thought about this. <laughs> so we did a mood board the other day to figure nice. out Love it. Um, what kind of wedding do we want? Because we've never thought about it. Uh, so more on that soon. How exciting. But it'll be in Spain. So you guys uh, start okay. saving your 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 money because we're going to do a, a wedding and vacay in, in Spain. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Aisha, you got any, anything you want to say before we wrap out? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm grateful for this journey that we've been on, all of our experiences. I'm grateful mm-hmm. for you. And, you know, you you've always been so open and, you know, vulnerable and just so easy to talk to about things. And I'm grateful for Luis <laughs> for, mm. for coming in and and cracking that shell and making you feel like, you know, giving you the space to mm. be open to this this experience that you were so, so against. <laughs> like, I can't even like, even I want to say it was like, even maybe a year ago, I remember you were like, yeah, we're going to take like engagement pictures, but we're not going to be engaged. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> We'll do it all, but not call And it. like, here we are, like literally a year later. And I just think it's so cool and wonderful. And I'm so incredibly happy. And so, yeah, it's just it's a wonderful thing. Thank you. And I even for you, I mean, I just feel like both of us, like from doing this podcast, like I see who you are now and your relationship. And I'm like, wow, like we both really grew. Like we did I it. I don't, I, and, and that's why I wanted to do this episode is all I just want people walking away with a little hope. I didn't want to like be a fucking narcissist and like, oh, this is about me. But as an example of a person that like, hey guys, if Natasha can do this, like, so can I. Right. As somebody who has been so broken along the way, mm. um, you know, I uh, I always remember, I, it, Dia will know this song. It's a, it's not actually in Hindi, but maybe it is. But do you remember the, there's that lyric, Bikre tukro meh Allah ki marzi ka manzil aega? So it basically says that... Um, even in, uh, you will find God's will in broken dreams. And that always like, yeah, they, like Rumi also says, like the wound is where the light comes in. Mm. You know, it's like sometimes we can be really, really broken and we can work to piece it together. Mm -hmm. And it's never going to be the exact same way it was in the beginning, but it'll be as beautiful in like a different way. And so to me, it's like, why am I crying so much this fucking episode? Uh, I see, this is changing. Um, Look at this. <laughs> it's like, hey, if Natasha can do this, if she can mm. go from this broken thing and like piece it together, like, so can I. Yeah. And that's all I want everybody to walk away with because trust me, I didn't even think I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I feel like, oh, I can't imagine my life. Mm having gone any other way, you know? Um, So yeah, guys, happy Thanksgiving. Um, Here's to a a fun-filled new year of a new type of story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
And so I is it kind of engaged now? Kind of engaged? What, what? I know. Kind of engaged, kind of married. No, 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 no. Kind of no. married. <laughs> kind of <No>. married. <laughs> kind of married. Uh, listen, for the record though, Aish, I did say to him when it happened, I said, so um, like, <laughs> I think then that night in bed, I said, um, so like, do you think we could just like stay engaged forever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said it worked for Oprah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Not he literally, you you guys know Luis now. He's very calm. He just looked at me and said, no. No, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, okay, okay." He's not, he's not on board with that. Um, but I love you guys. Thank you for doing this, friends listening. Thank you guys so much. Um, Dia, do you want anybody to find you? I feel like you don't want people to find you on social media. Though, listen, Dia's fucking oh. amazing and beautiful. And if you're in Toronto, Canada, she's single as fuck, and I and she's like the greatest person on earth to me. So uh, outside of my mom and Aiden and Luis. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm single and happy as fuck, first of all. This is true. But if you are good looking and got your shit together, hit me up. <laughs> and you have emotional maturity. That's right. EI is important. <laughs> um, well, I love you guys. Do you want people to follow you on Instagram? Sure. Go for it. What's your Instagram? <laughs> oh, my name. First initial, last name. Girl, nobody knows that. You have to tell people. This is how you do really? that. Well, I'm like, private anyway, so I'm like, at, oh, Spell no, it no. out at D-D-A-D-L-A-N-I. At D-Dadlani. Uh, it'll be in the show notes of this episode, guys. Go follow her. Maybe it'll, <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get some people to slide in your DMs. I would love it. There you go. Um, Aisha, where are you at? We've missed you so much. <laughs> Same. Um, I'm at Aisha Says Dance pretty much everywhere. Um, guys, you know where we are. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I'm at Natasha Chandale on Instagram, Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Thank you guys so much for downloading this episode. Oh my God, I can't believe we did this. Um, <laughs> if you like something you heard, please screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but mm-hmm. just try. Till next time. Congratulations. kind of dating is created produced and hosted by myself natasha chandale aisha holden is my co-host and our social media producer and we only sound great thanks to our producer and audio engineer adam pineless The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.